Out high, right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marcheseau, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top of Trangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go. Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Let's get at her. Dial right in to the Vegas Golden Knights hooking up with the Los Angeles Kings on the season opener tonight. Uh, Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning going at it right now on ESPN. The doubleheader on the worldwide leader. Will feature that game at Crypto.com Arena. No AT&T Sportsnet tonight, but if you want your Vegas Golden Knights fix, make sure you listen to Dan Duva and Gary Lawless, Ryan Wallace, the entire Fox Sports Las Vegas crew ready to bring you this one. It's going to be an awesome night uh, for you. Ryan Wallace uh, out in location as he is for road games at Darren Millard in Studio 31, getting ready for the live stream. How would you guys, if you weren't working tonight, I'll mm-hmm. include you here, Chapman, your fanboy, how would you guys watch tonight's game? Would you go establishment? Would you sit at home by yourself? Would you sit at home with a bunch of buddies? How do you approach it if you're not working? Oh, uh, I don't know because I haven't not worked an opening night in six years, um, you know, radio and all, uh, no days off. Okay, tag. just put aside um, trying to get us to cry for you. <laughs> oh, no, and, I'm not doing and, that. And, I'm, and I'm just Tell me what you're out. thinking. I'm just pointing out one of us is working tonight. Uh, listen, I would probably be right here at Parkway Tavern, if I'm being awesome, uh, like honest. This is one of those places where uh, you have everything at your disposal. And, and, of course, I'm here, Flamingo 215 Parkway Tavern. I'm going to be hanging out here all night long for pregame, intermission, postgame as well. Uh, and... You know, there's there's tons of just tons of reasons to come down here. You got all the TVs going, great food. Uh, to me, it's always more fun to kind of be in that environment, to have that feeling of camaraderie with a bunch of fans of of a team that uh, that are, are kind of rooting for the same thing. So uh, I would be at an establishment. I would be at a place like Parkway. I would be at Parkway to be honest with you, and that's. Really, the, the coolest part of my job over the last couple of seasons has been to be here during these games. That's a hell of an alley-oop that you just put down that I served up for you. Oh. Well done. Yeah. Now to destroy the whole thing, Chapman. No, I'd, I'd do the same thing. I'd be, I'd be at an establishment. Why not Parkway Tavern? I mean, yeah. go hang out with Ryan. Like if if I'm if I'm a fan and I'm not working, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna like Ryan said. There's every reason in the world to go to a bar or establishment, be part of the crowd, have fun, get to high five people. And the Golden Knights score. It's it's some plus, people are home watchers though. No, no, I I get that. Some people aren't aren't in, into crowds, and that's cool too. But you know, you asked me if I wasn't working and I wasn't watching Dude, the game for work, I'd like, be I'd be at Parkway. They they hit the goal horn here. It's a celebration every time the Golden Knights score. There may or may not be shots that are offered up Ooh. when the Golden Knights score. Like seriously, this is, this is a legit place to watch the game. I'm not even joking. Well, you plus, you it's a get whole different shot clock. Well, plus, I don't have oh, yeah. to cook dinner. I could yeah, order exactly. something off the exactly. menu, have a few adult beverages. Like, it's super underrated, too. Like, they've got tater tots here on the menu. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but 
when you when you've grown up and you become an adult, you start to have another appreciation for just how good tater tots are in 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 terms of serving you a lot of junk food. So I, I'm a big believer in tater tots. I'm a, belie- I'm a big believer uh, in Parkway Tavern. So get down here. Say hello to me. Hang out. Let's watch the game together. Well, from tater tots, let's get to the steak. A little sizzle of the Vegas Golden Knights up against the Los Angeles Kings tonight. Oh, we know what the roster is going to look like for the Vegas Golden Knights. Nick Haig, who signed yesterday, will not play this evening, but he did arrive with the team, uh, saw some of his availability, and he's excited. One, he's been in contact with Bruce and John Stevens, which we talked about the other day on the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. So he's familiar with the system, still has to put it into practice. Uh, He's really pumped up about that idea that I told you guys about last week where Shea Theodore says there's options on the breakout. You don't just go D to D or a quick up. That this system gives the defenseman the opportunity to skate with it, use his feet. He has great feet. He loves to rush the puck. Uh, So he's pumped up about that. And he's almost giddy. Like yesterday, I, I got the sense that he was really relieved. Today, different. He's 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 giddy about being around the guys. Yeah, I mean, I think that everyone, you know, if if you play this game at a high level, you you want to be in the locker room, you want to be with your teammates as much as possible. And there was some time that that Nick missed out on uh, because the contract hadn't been done yet. But you, you start to get around the guys, you start to circle when your first game is going to be, and I, I think that that relief turns quickly, quickly to excitement and just. Uh, a desire to get out there and, and start playing some meaningful minutes and games. Bruce Cassidy will stand behind the bench tonight, his first game in the regular season as head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he spoke with the media this morning and was pumped up about this opener. A lot of build-up to training camp to the preseason. How much of a relief is it just to finally be able to play a game? Yeah, I mean, listen, for the, the, the real deal. Um, you never know until the puck drops. Where your team's at, I, I thought we gradually got better in camp, um, got our players enough games. I, we hope that they're they're sharp. I, th- I think uh, there's always a bit of excitement early on, and I just the message to the guys: you just play your game, you know, take it one shift at a time. I think you don't want to force it early on, so that's something we want to to make sure. So opening on the road in that respect is, is sometimes better. You've seen a little bit of the Kings this preseason. What do you make of their team and the team you're going well, They're a good today? hockey club. They, they've got speed. Uh, they check well. They play good defense. Um, when we had success against them up in Salt Lake, we, you know, we were able to get through the neutral zone with, with some puck possession. And if we didn't, we played behind them, forced them to break out. I think that's when we were at our best against them, especially that second period. So that's something we'd like to replicate. Um, you know, but uh, again, they're a playoff team. I've said it all along that's that's where you know we want to be. So it, it's a good first test. I think it, it's always good when you're playing a team that was in the playoffs in your division, and you can sort of get a good idea where you're at. Is Fiala that kind of added player that kind of breaks things open? Well, uh, he's got to help them, right? He's just a good offensive player. Their, their area of concern, I think, was goal scoring. Um, they addressed it in, in, with him, so he'll make their team better. That, that's what. That's what I think, and, the, and it's a good good addition for him. Logan started tonight. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. Do you do you plan on splitting them to him and Aiden first couple of games? Uh, not necessarily. We, we've got a rotation sort of set uh, how we we mapped it out, but um, I won't get too far ahead of myself in case things change. But um, we do have a plan for the first month of October. I know we saw practice. Is there an update with Will Carrier? 
Yeah, Will's feeling better. Um, he's not going to play tonight. Um, he'll get a skate in today, get a, a, you know some bumping in with Nick, uh, and then we'll see where he's at Thursday. So it'll be kind of game by game for him, um, and hopefully that's sooner rather than later. Do you have a timeline with Nick in terms of or is well, it, or Nick, is he will, like Nick will be, he's not injured, right? So for him, it's just, uh, you know, getting through the sort of uh, the physical and um, we, we're not going to play him tonight, obviously. But if he's integrated today and tomorrow and he feels he's good to go Thursday, we'll look at that as well. So like I said, there's no restrictions on him other than when is he ready to play. That is Bruce Cassidy this morning after the pregame skate for the Vegas Golden Knights. A couple of tidbits in there. One, Will Carrier will not go tonight. So that means Paul Cotter draws in. Yep. Nick Haig arrived and has not been ruled out for Thursday's home opener against the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of big news, obviously, for the Golden Knights. If you're able to... Get that quick turnaround, Nick Haig, into the lineup on Thursday. That would be uh, a pretty big boost, I think, for the Golden Knights. But, you know, I, I would expect Bruce Cassidy's going to, um, you know, keep a, a watchful eye on Nick as he skates the next couple of days. And, and he'll, no doubt, he'll go with the best lineup that uh, he believes can give him a chance to win. So Vegas has uh, released their opening day roster, and it uh, features a few players uh, injured or uh, non-roster players, Laurent Brassois, who we think will be back with the main group in uh, the next couple of weeks. He, he's making some progress from that off-season uh, surgery. Nick Hag has signed but ended last year uh, on injured reserve. He's not injured now but uh, could be get back, but he's not on the official roster right now. Uh, Robin Leonard, uh, Daniil Mirmanov, Nolan Patrick, Shea Weber. We know Patrick's not likely to play. Weber's not likely to play. Uh, will not play. Uh we know Robin Leonard not likely to play, uh, but uh, Bersois and Hag and Mirmanov hope to be back in the fold. Uh, Mirmanov either with Henderson, which start on Friday, uh, or with the Vegas Golden Knights. And, uh, and that leaves uh, the players up front. Notable additions, uh, Jake Lesition makes the opening day roster. Uh, so that is great news for Jake Lesition, who's made that push uh, He's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play tonight. Uh, your lines uh, are pretty much as we saw them uh, yesterday, and that's that Eichel centering Phil Kessel, who's back in. If he scores tonight, it's his 400th goal. How about that? Yeah. Like on, if your first game with the team, you can go out there and you can score your 400th career goal. Uh, and then Riley Smith. Uh, go on down the list. Uh, Mark Stone with Chandler Stevenson. Brett Howden through training camp, moves his way up to Stevenson and Stone. And then you've got William Carlson with Michael Amadio and Jonathan Marceau, which is a change from the start of the training camp. The fourth line, that's where it gets interesting. Paul Cotter played his way into this spot and will yep. be part of the opening night roster in the National Hockey League for the first time with Nick Waugh. And Keegan Colasar. Those are your lines up front. So pumped up uh, for Paul Cotter. Yeah, I mean, it's it's massive for Paul Cotter. It was a player that saw an avenue and really made the most of his time playing games in preseason. He had a really strong camp. He was very, very good for the Golden Knights, not just in terms of creating offense, not just in terms of scoring goals and putting up points, but everything he did away from the puck. There were really good shifts using physicality. Uh, there was a doggedness on the puck in the back, in the neutral zone, back checking, uh, and really strong defensive play. So everything that you could do 
or ask Paul Cotter to do to separate himself, he did in training camp. I don't know whether he's got the personality to go out there and be an agitator, but physically, he gets under your skin. Yeah, He's, he's always finishing that check when uh, you might roll away thinking you're going to get away from, from not taking a bump. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if he can develop that aspect of his game, it'll be just another reason why he's an NHL player. If you can really, really relish in getting under people's skin and, and, and get to a point where those extra checks, those extra bumps, those extra liberties that you take start to get players off of their game, I think that that will make Paul an even more dynamic player for the Golden Knights. Can't wait. to played seven games last year, scored a couple of goals, and tonight he will play in game one of 82 for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's on the opening night roster. Here's Paul Cotter. Paul, being part of an opening night for the first time, what have the last 24 hours been like for you? Yeah, it's been exciting. Um, kind of a lot of thoughts go into it. Um, they didn't really tell us, so um, it's good to kind of finally know. But it's exciting. It's, uh, it's hard work pays off, and um, now it's kind of an, a new stepping stone to, to kind of climb the final ladder. What's the best advice you've gotten since finding out that you would be in the lineup? Uh, a few guys have came up, just said congrats. Everybody's been through it, so um, just play your game. Try not to change anything and just keep it as a normal day. So it's exciting. Probably won't sleep in my pregame nap, but uh, it's really cool. They didn't tell you, I guess, when did you know or kind of put it together that you were on this team? I uh, came out on Twitter last night during dinner, so uh, me and Jake kind of looked over and were like, good job, dude. I mean, we figured we're traveling here, so, um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Easier said than done in terms of keeping emotions in check when it comes to, you know, the day you said you're not going to sleep during the nap. I mean, is it? How do you, I guess, calm the nerves and keep it normal? Well, I think a, a lot of th- a lot of things throughout the career has been stuff like that: first goal, first game, signing a contract. So there's been there's been little stepping stones along the way. I think this is just another one. Obviously, this is not my end goal or anyone else's end goals. To, you know, so um, got to continue to have success and make sure I find a way to stay in the lineup. So I think that's easier to kind of stay coy, I guess. But yeah. Paul Cotter chatting with Ashley Weiss and the media after finding out uh, that he's on the opening night roster this evening against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Loved it uh, when he mentioned the little acknowledgement with Jake Lecician Mm -hmm. during the uh, dinner last night when the roster came out. He didn't know whether he was going to be playing tonight, but the actual roster came out, and now he's in the lineup uh, tonight. One thing stood up there, uh, stood out for me. And that was that this isn't the end goal. Yeah. He's mature enough to mention that. There's a lot of us that would say, this is great, and just, like, dine out on that all day long. Yeah. But he's at game two, game three, game four, and he's, Carrier's coming back, so he's going to be pushed for that spot. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the, the mindset you have to have, right? Like, it's a great accomplishment to be here day one, but – you know, for a player that, that had seven games in the NHL last year, you know how fleeting that moment can be if you're not doing the right things and, and contributing uh, the way that you need to inside of a game. So I, I love the fact that Paul Cotter a- acknowledges that, you know, as, as nice of an accomplishment as this is, it, the onus is on me to continue to perform to keep that spot. There's a, a few wingers that are going to have to continue to play well 
to hold on to their spots. I think that is going to be a pressure point throughout this year. You think of Brett Howden, got to produce. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're playing with Stone and Stevenson, pucks have to go in. Amadio, you're playing with Carlson and tonight Marsh. So those pucks have to end up in the back of the net. You have to serve up some points. Cotter, same way. Physically, he can get involved in the game. But there still has to be offense attached to him. And uh, I'm going to throw Carrier and and Colasar into the mm-hmm. mix as well. Uh, their, their spots on this team are secure. But once you get into the campaign, you got to be able to, to serve up the odd goal. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, obviously, the, the big one for me is Brett Howden uh, alongside Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone because that is going to be uh, a position in the lineup that you're expecting production out of. And you're going to get production from Mark Stone. You're going to get production from Chandler Stevenson. But if you're going to be a player on that line, you've got to contribute as well. So that's going to be uh, a big one for Brett Howden. And then from there, uh, you know, Along the wings, this Golden Knights team is going to have, I think, some fluctuation with Michael Amadio, Will Carrier, Keegan Colasar. Uh, you know, you're going to have to have some different variations at times. And you know, if a, if a guy's struggling or, or not finding the back of the net or not on net, then I think the Golden Knights have some options for what to do with with their quote bottom six or, or bottom or, or fourth line. So, um, yeah, I think that competition is going to be important for the Golden Knights because you need. To, to continue to push forward and try to get the most out of every single player in each position. So uh, a little bit of uncertainty or at least um, uh, some some pushing internally, I think, is going to be yeah. a good thing for this team as they navigate an 82-game season. I'll throw Nick Waugh into the mix too because yeah. he's a center. Does he end up uh, on the wing on the third line? Does he end up playing uh, with the likes of a Stone or Stevenson, uh, because uh, Matteo's playing out of position somewhat because he's a natural center. Mm-hmm. Howden is is a pivot as well, so there could be some interchanging as well with Nick Watt, who's right now between Paul Cotter and Keegan Colasar on the blue line. We know that Nick Hag will not be able to go tonight after just arriving. Caden uh, Korzak. Uh, was the odd man out. Uh, Jake Bischoff was on an American Hockey League contract. So you're starting six tonight. Alec Martinez, Alex Petrangelo, Braden McNabb, Shea Theodore, Ben Hutton wins night one, and Zach Whitecloud. Yeah, I had no real surprises, I, I think, for the Golden Knights. Uh, you know, we talked about last week which direction we would go if if Nick Haig wasn't signed for game number one and you know, obviously, I think Nick certainly signed too late in the process to be an option as he's not playing tonight. But, you know, that all being said, I think Ben Hutton's had a, a strong camp. He's he's earned this start. And, you know, now you understand, and it's a very clear picture of what the Golden Knights look like on the blue line. Seventh guy tonight, Nick Hag will draw in either Thursday or Saturday. They've got a lot of offensive potential from that back end. Yeah, they do. I, I mean, I, I think that for the Golden Knights, the, the one guy that stands above the rest for me offensively is going to be Shea Theodore. But, you know, from there, I, I think, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Nick Haig's going to relish the, the ability to wheel a little bit more. I think Zach Whitecloud's kind of the same. Uh, 
how they're going to, to, to balance it out. Like, we've seen Martinez with Petrangelo, but there have been times, and, and it was mostly due to injury last year, that Nick Haig played top-pairing minutes with Alex Petrangelo. I wonder if that's maybe something that Bruce Cassidy entertains at some point in time during the season. But uh, the way that the Golden Knights are set up right now, I think you've got enough young energetic players that are really going to relish what they're they're supposed to be doing uh, in terms of carrying the puck and looking for options. You know, you've mentioned Petrangelo and Theodore a couple of times. Yeah. Two players that I think fly under the radar. One, Zach Whitecloud. Sure. Was, was last year an anomaly? Because he showed us an offensive side to his game that I didn't know existed at this level. Does he have the potential to raise the bar on that and that'll be a work in progress and we'll have to follow along yeah. the other one is alec martinez and it there hasn't been a lot of talk about martinez because he did come back at the end of last year mm-hmm. and was able to get comfortable but after going through what he did with the laceration and then skating and finding the right spot uh with his body uh, last season the fresh start, along with Mark Stone, those two are two peas in a pod right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that, you know, certainly I'm expecting Alec Martinez to be, you know, I don't know if I'm expecting 2020-21 Alec Martinez where he had 32 points and just, just knocking on the door of 10 goals. But I, I do expect Martinez to be a really key piece for this Golden Knights defense because you put him with elite players and you get more out of those elite players than when they're playing away from Martinez. So uh, I think that the way it can be structured is is Alec Martinez allows Alex Petrangelo to be Alex Petrangelo. He allows Shea Theodore to be Shea Theodore to a degree that some other defensemen, some other pairs just don't get the most out of those players. So um, I don't know that it's going to manifest in terms of like a, a gaudy point total, but I do think his his contribution to the team is going to be a bit more nuanced, but he's certainly going to be one of the key cogs on the defensive uh, side of the puck. I'm not saying that you're phrasing it this way, but I don't think Alec Martinez is anybody's Robin to, to Batman. I think he can, he can stand in there pretty well. Like, is he, is he an end-to-end rusher like Kale McCarr? Obviously not, but... He has an ability to step in with a power play at, at times. Really good in that second unit with the one-timer. And then produce points. And those totals. Give me those totals that you rattled off from so two years it's, ago. It's nine goals, 23 yeah. assists, 32 points, and that was over a 53-game stretch. I don't think that that should be diminished uh, or just pushed aside, dismissed by any means. I, I think he, he, he can top that. The, the way that he can play and get on uh, some confidence, he's such a big part of this team. He's the warrior. They call him, call him that. Mm-hmm. And with the new abilities or options that this blue line has, he's a, he's a good skater. I think you can see that. It'll be fascinating to see where Vegas ranks. So two years ago, mm-hmm. tops in the National Hockey League uh, in points by defenseman. Yeah. Last year, 17th. Okay. Through all the injuries. You gotta think that they're top five with this group when it comes to production from the back end. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, the potential is certainly there. I, 
you know, again, I, I think Shea Theodore is going to be the guy that jumps out the most to me that's going to, to benefit from what Bruce Cassidy wants this team to do. Um, I think Petrangelo's offensive instincts are fantastic. Same thing with Nick Haig. I, I do look at Alec Martinez as a player that gives more offensively than uh, initially you would anticipate. I, I certainly don't think he's anyone's Robin. I think he brings out the best in his teammates. Um, that's more along the lines of what I was saying. Uh, that all being said, um, you know, I, you, you mentioned the power play. How, how much legitimate power play time is Alec Martinez going to get? That's the only question that I have. I, I don't see the Golden Knights going to two defensemen on that second unit based on the, the offensive players, the forwards that they have. So if you're taking away that power play time, I just don't know that those numbers are going to be realistically achievable for Alec Martinez this year. And I'm not sure he's out there as a, as a second defenseman on that second unit. I think he's out there because of the one-timer. I, I don't think of him as the safety net for the second defenseman. A lot of teams, I do. I, I see well, two defensemen yeah, out but there, I mean, and, the, you're, and the, you're, the, the, the penalty ends, and, and they want two defensemen out uh, out there uh, when that uh, that man advantage comes to a conclusion. Sure, he can he he serves that role, but boy, that that one-timer off the right side is deadly. No, I, I agree with you, but, it, I mean, is he going to be taking reps away from Phil Kessel? That's the question. No, but there might be somebody else that that, that he takes reps away from. I, I could definitely see that if things get stagnant or they want to change things up. Uh, this, this will be a, a work in progress because we've seen how much they've been able to work on the power play, certainly a lot more over the last 10 days uh, of training camp but they're going to dial it in even further. Uh, that's the situation. Hey, wait, predictions uh, later in the show. I want to know who has the biggest impact tonight on the game from the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not taking night to shine, not t- talking about three-goal performance or anything like that, but who you're looking for for a big impact tonight going into it and win, lose, or tie. Okay. They're not going to tie. Probably not. No. Uh, that uh, is what I want to give you uh, an option to voice your opinion on a little bit later. But we're going to take a break. Uh, I've got Darren Elliott beside me. He's giving me the lowdown on what he's been doing with his notepad and all the stuff that he's been working on his computer. He's an Olympian. He's a very smart guy. He went to Cornell. I'm trying to learn from him. I'll give you that update plus uh, news and notes, one-timers. Uh, Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Promotion time. We got the pregame show coming up at the top of the clock with Ryan Wallace. So stick around for that. Uh, a lot going on. Ashley Vice is going to be on the program. Uh, as well as Dan Duva chats with Mark Stone ahead of tonight's game. Looking forward to that. Uh, it is the home, the flagship station of the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. A big night for the Stone family. Mark is back in. He starts the season after some scuttlebutt going into training camp. He didn't miss a rep, played uh, the three games, so he is ready to go. And his brother, Michael. Has the contract. He was on a PTO with the Calgary Flames. Uh, gets the deal done. So congratulations. Uh, that's pretty cool as uh, the two brothers uh, both accomplish exactly what they wanted to do in training camp. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to get a contract if you're Michael and you want to get 
to game one healthy if you're Mark. So uh, job done. Well done. Good job. Uh, uh, Michael's a good he just He scored a lot of goals in training camp, too. Mm -hmm. He was showing some, uh, some offensive talent. Uh, Anton Strallman has a contract with the Boston Bruins. They're on a PTO. That's uh, that's going to be the contract that sends the Bruins over the top and helps them make the playoffs, I'm sure. You are uh, sarcastic yes. with your comments there. Yep. Dylan Ferguson, remember him? I do. Uh, he has signed, uh, well, he was with the Toronto Maple Leafs at training camp, didn't have a contract, uh, didn't make the Leafs. He wasn't going to. But he has uh, been assigned to the Toronto Marlies of the AHL and on a PTO. Doesn't mm. quite have a contract just yet. Yeah. But uh, hoping for more things. Thought we'd uh, update you on that as uh, as a former member of the Vegas Golden Knights organization. Uh, still wondering whether John Tavares is going to be able to play in the opening night game there. They, they think it's a real good possibility. Yeah. But uh, we're still waiting to see the – well, they don't play tonight, so – uh, they got an extra 24 hours. Who is the favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year among the players? Among the players? Ooh, mm -hmm. That's a really interesting question. Um, I feel like players understand how good other players are. I, I, I would say players are also understanding of superstition and understanding of Toronto Maple Leaf collapses. So... Um, Maybe Edmonton, maybe Carolina. Colorado Avalanche. Oh. NHL.com did a uh, survey at the That's NHL boring, Media. Darren. Well, boring. no, 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 no. Stick with me here. They they asked the players who were part of the NHL Media Tour here in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. The only caveat was you could not select your own team. Sure. Because there was a couple of Avalanche players, so and and they didn't want people just just bailing and saying us. I I can't vote against us. And, you know the standard. I'm not going to make a selection. So you yeah. had to pick somebody. Mm -hmm. Although there was two players that abstained, <laughs> still wouldn't do it. Really? But Colorado, huh. by far the player's choice among, and that was a lot of the league's elite that were there that were predicted uh, or picked to win the Stanley Cup. So a repeat winner, according to the players. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's going to happen. Why, why are you Why are you down on Colorado? Goaltending. Okay. And they, they lost a couple of pieces there. Lost a really important center who, who managed to stay away from being that distraction and stepping over the line. Yeah. who made it work, and we saw a different side of, of what uh, that player delivers uh, sure. in in contributions both on and, and, and off the ice. We, we always knew that Nazem Kadri could win face-offs, could, could play defense, and could, could score some goals, yeah. but could he stay in the lineup? Could he, could he avoid being the player that puts his team in a bad position? He did. Uh, Burkowski, like I don't know, like there's they lost some some key players. I I don't think they're deep enough to go uh, to back to back. They, a couple of years ago, that was sort of their back to back window. Two years ago, when they lost the four straight to to the Vegas Golden Knights, yeah, they were really set up to go then. Who, now who do you, I don't know. Who do you have in your in your Stanley Cup final? <sighs> I haven't thought of it, but. 
being put on the spot, even though yeah. it's my segment. Yeah. Uh, you're stealing uh, you're stealing the, the mantle and taking over here. You're welcome. Uh, I, I'm going to go back to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Because I just want to, I want people to experience what the New York Islanders did in the early 80s, going to four straight Stanley Cups. Yeah. That's just, that would be really cool to watch what, uh, what John Cooper could accomplish there. And I think they can based on their goaltender and how much talent. Kucherov gets overlooked so much there. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the top five, maybe, ten players for sure in the league. He's a yeah. scoring champion uh, before. Uh, the West, you roll the dice okay. on the West. I, I don't know whether I can, if you force me into it, I'll say Edmonton. But I think... Vegas, Edmonton, uh, St. Louis, Dallas. I, I think there's there's a lot of possibilities in there that, that could make a real push for, for the Western Conference seat. It is going to be interesting. And that's just the, the teams that I think they're going to make the playoffs. There's a couple of teams just on the outside that, that could make a push. Right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Hart Trophy winner this year. McDavid, Matthews, is it a 1-2 race? Can Kucherov get in there? Can Dreisaitl make some noise? Uh, okay. McKinnon, Crosby? I I don't think, I think the days for Sidney Crosby are done, sadly. Um, because I, I think, it like, it would take a 100-point season plus from Crosby and legitimately being the reason that the Penguins are in the playoffs for Crosby to kind of sniff that. I I think that the Penguins are a good team, and I don't think Sidney Crosby is going to score over 100 points. Um, I would imagine... I'm not talking story title. I'm just talking MVP. Yeah, yeah no, I know, I know. That's that's tied to it, though, for you know all the people that continue to say... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Connor McDavid, I think, is going to win the MVP. I really do. And I think that you, you hear about how Austin Matthews has closed the gap on Connor. Like, I think Connor McDavid's going to score more goals this year than Austin Matthews just because he can. And I think he wants to prove to the world that he can. So um, I think Connor's going to leave no doubt that he is the greatest player in the game right now. You're wrong. We're going to make some uh, okay. some real noise this year with the MVP. little Shoei Atani inspiration. Uh-huh. Kale McCarr is going uh-huh. to win the MVP. Weird. He's going to win MVP, and he's going to win the Norris in the same year. You know the last guy that did that? My buddy Chris Pronger. Okay. If you don't what? believe me, phone Chris because he'd like to tell you. So, he loves talking about that. So Chris is what? still sour that he only on, won two Norris on. trophies, what? and he was an MVP one year. What does that season look like for Kale McCarr? Outstanding. No, 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 like points, totals, give me them right now. Because, like, if, unless Kale's scoring 30-plus goals and getting 100 points, I don't see I don't see him winning the Hart Trophy. I'm fine with it. You think he'll do that? Yeah. I think he can be a 25-75 guy. No, 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 no. 30-100. No. No, I'm, I'm saying 25 goals, 75 assists. That gets you to 100. Yeah. I don't think he has to score 30. I, I think he does have to score 30 and I think he's got to be over 100 to get a, a sniff because I think I'm Connor giving him 100 Connor, I'm giving it to him 
I think Connor McDavid's going to go like 135, 140 points this year. He's, he's going to be ridiculous. Hmm. Like, I'm not going to go as bold as to say that Connor McDavid's going to win the scoring title on his assists alone. That's just bananas. But um, I do think Connor McDavid's going to have an absolute onslaught for the league this year. Was that, was that a reference to what I said last year? That's exactly what that was, yeah. I said he would have more assists than the next person would have points. Yep. And that's not that far-fetched. Last year was <laughs> – it was great last year. But I, I love it. I love it last year. But <laughs> I would not be shocked if that happened, if but, that actually came to fruition. But K.O. McCarr is going to win the heart if that happens? Oh, no, if, if, no, Connor, if Connor managed to have more assists than the next uh, person had points. But I think uh, – and if that happened, remember, Connor's has to challenge – he's challenged by himself. In these uh-huh. awards yeah. for MVP, he has to go above and beyond. It's the Gretzky rule. So if he's just he's he's just really good, but Kale McCarr is in the mix, McCarr will win the MVP. See, I disagree in that. I think McCarr will win a Hart Trophy. I don't think it'll be this year. I, I think that I don't want to say Kale's going to take a step back because there's no bigger Kale McCarr guy than I am. Um, but I think that this is like the the every other year or contract year where like you have to give Connor McDavid a heart trophy because he didn't give it to him last year. So like this will be Connor's heart trophy and then Kale will win next season. Three of the four top picks in the NHL draft are all on opening rosters. Shane Wright is my pick for Calder, uh, by the way. Okay. That uh, that chip that he's he's really banged up. From his experience in Montreal, the draft. Sure. I think he just gives it back to everybody. Maybe. I love that. Payback like, is no, a no huge love, motivator. No love for Matty Beneers. I don't. I don't mind Matty, but I'm yeah. t- telling. I think. I think Shane Wright. Beneers is a year older, but uh, so that that should give him somewhat of an edge, and he's at a great camp. Yeah. But uh, I like. I like Wright. So, you guys. I want to paint the picture. I'm in Studio 31. Yeah. We're getting ready for our live stream of the dawn uh, at 6 o'clock. You're doing the pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I've been sitting here uh, doing the show, having a lot of fun for two hours. People have been filtering in beside behind me, beside me, in front of me, getting the set all decorated up for the uh, the pregame show. Yeah. We've got producers. we got uh, uh, everybody lining up. We're looking at audio. We're getting uh, pictures ready. And right beside me the whole time has been Darren Elliott, the Olympian. Yeah. And he's been making notes like crazy off our show. Okay. I, I hope you guys, I don't know whether you can record the live stream on all the, the Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, uh, YouTube channels that we're going to be on. But I'm telling you right now, Elliot has been taking notes from what I've been saying. Because you can only hear my side of the, the show. And he's going he's gonna to repeat and steal all my stuff on the stream. Okay, it's it's. Wild. I mean, I mean, in the, fairness, like you steal his marker 90, has has gone has gone. You, you steal ninety percent of Darren's material anyway, so like. He's he, fair play. It's it's like he's got three file folders here, and he's going to need a filing cabinet. He's taking down so much information. You know what though? Here, here's in all seriousness, 
He can only hear my side of the conversation because I'm wearing a headset. And then when we go to commercial break, I'm talking mm-hmm. to you dorks. And he's looking at me. And then I'll start a conversation with him. And then I'll go back to the conversation with you dorks. Yeah, no, we're and, living it, Darren. And and But he doesn't know when I'm flipping back and forth with the conversation with him yep. to you guys. Right. So he keeps talking to me about that. And then he realizes I'm not talking to him. Yeah. He's about he's about done with that. He's yeah. like yeah. he's parking that. I, it's either I'm talking to him or I'm talking to you guys. I can understand that. Because I'm talking to him and you guys think I'm talking to you? Oh no no no. Like we've tuned you out mm. about ninety minutes ago. Just like really really before the show. It's be just honest. a regular day in Chapman's world. Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight. I'm so excited. Game one for the Vegas Golden Knights up against the Los Angeles Kings. Predictions on tonight. I want to know who you think is going to step up. Not not score three goals, but going into it, who's going to have a presence out there and a score? That's all coming up. But those are your one-timers for this Tuesday, October 10th on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So you guys were talking in uh, one-timers about Hart Trophy winner for this upcoming season. And I like I like the prediction of Kale McCarr. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that the guy gets to 100 points. However, I'm going to give you my prediction for the Hart Trophy winner. It could be easy. I could go with Connor. I could go with Austin Matthews, but I got to go off the off the dartboard a little bit here, and I'm going to go with a guy who had 88 points in 67 games last year in Sasha Barkov, perennial Selkie Trophy winner every single season. Now it seems like, and he's a guy. If look, if the Florida Panthers are going to be a legit team again, he's going to be the reason that they're a legit team again. I like they were Sasha, a legit team last I'm, year. Well, I said they're I, not the same team as I they said, were last again, year again. If they're going to repeat what they did last year, and that's be a Stanley Cup contender, then they're going to have to rely heavily on Sasha Barkov. I think if, if they're if they're that good again, Sasha Barkov could be a guy who sneaks in there and, and wins the Hart Trophy. All right, who has a big game tonight, Wallace? Mark Stone. That just goes out and just manhandles the rink. Yeah, Mark Stone. Huh. I don't mind it either. Uh, I, I'm excited to see Mark Stone. As the expressive Mark Stone in an intense, exciting atmosphere, like a regular season game. Yep. Saw a bit of it during the preseason, and it was so encouraging and refreshing and just uh, motivating to be able to watch that. It almost makes, gives me goosebumps. But to, to, to think of him doing that in a regular season game with so much on the line, uh, that would be good. I think Phil gets his 400th tonight. Nice. Goes out there and just makes it happen. That that Eichel Smith Kessel line could be in the conversation at, at game twenty for best line in the NHL. Because I think the 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 second line and the third line, you might see some flipping back and forth. You might see some tweaking with the with the fourth line. I think Smith, Eichel, and Kessel is the most stable line of the of the four uh yeah i mean i would agree with that to to an extent but you know i'm not i'm not going to make any like strong declarations that the golden knights lines are going to 
um, hit that stride at, at 20 games. I, I think that there's going to be some fluidity to everything. Uh, but I would agree that I think that they're largely going to be the line that's untouched for Bruce Cassidy. You say you don't get nervous. No. Haven't been nervous in a long time. No. What do you think Logan Thompson's belly is doing right now? He's probably nervous. Yeah. Not scared nervous. With Logan in the conversations that we've had with him, he's an excited nervous. Sure. That kid's got swagger. Yeah. There's a confidence to him that I wish that I had. Just just being able to, to walk around with that. And it's not super cocky. Although I think there's some of that with, with Logan as well. Yeah. But he's the it's the right person to have in this situation. Not somebody that's trying to prove themselves, hoping to prove themselves. He knows he's good and thinks he's good. Looking forward to it. Uh, we're on the live stream. we got to fly. Uh, leave it to you, Wallace. The pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas starts right now.